in order for that success and and failure to be is to 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 get into this connection of of our two sides we want to to play also that uh, masculine game but also where is our feminine game coming to coming to the stage in order to support that uh, game of 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 leadership yeah it's a total it's i, I don't say that it's something um right or wrong or equal it's it's different and the two can coexist like they coexist in a couple relationship let's say yeah. in the previous uh, part of our series we were diving a little bit deeper into elite performance and what is it that allows elite athletes and olympic sportsmen and women process the fear of failure and how do they see the notion of success and discipline and what are the mental uh, techniques that they apply to outperform themselves and others uh, constantly on a, on a very persistent basis. I'm wondering if you try to open up that reflection now to a bit kind of normal life that we're in, what is it that we can apply from that world to the practices that we can learn from the elite performance since the coaching as industry was actually inspired by the coaching that's happening in the sport. So the techniques are, are founded in the same principle. So what would be kind of really diving deep into it directly? What would be top one, two, three pieces of advice that you would give to people to learn from elite performance for their normal life? The mainstream attitude towards failure and success is particularly brutal in the world of elite sports. Listen to part one of this series to figure out what is it that distinguishes the golden medalists in Olympic Games from the silver ones and what is the role of becoming shameless in achieving your goals. So since I got into this, um, into this uh, elite performance level and I started uh, studying Uh, and a holistic uh, system like uh, the physical, the mental, and the emotional perspectives. And as I said, there are others as well, but uh, we stick as a foundation to that, the foundational base. Uh, I start observing this on the on, on, on the elite performance and on the competition. So I remember, I think it was two years ago when there was uh, the European um, the European Championship in football, and Belgium in the country where now we now are, was a, a great favorite, all right? So they were performing great, they were winning the games, and here in Brussels, it was amazing to see, like, people from all the cultures, you know, Brussels is a very international country, uh, city, so all people from uh, various uh, cultures and uh, nations are coming and uh, supporting the games for, uh, for Belgium. And... Um, I was I was seeing that I was seeing the athletes and they were amazing and they were performing great, uh, really elite level performance and collective teamwork. So there comes a game against France, and I was watching the game, and um, Belgium was trying, but was not playing at the level of the game that was playing the previous times against other countries. And then um, Belgium lost against France. Now, I remember I did a Facebook Live that night because for me it was like mind-blowing. Oh, my God. So if Belgium feels infatuated against another country, so the Belgium football team feels infatuated, not because it's a reality, you know, 
you could see that Belgium was performing fantastically. But uh, as a collective, the Belgian national team was feeling infiltrated to the French football team. And that goes subconsciously beyond societal, cultural, historical <laughs> backgrounds. Uh, so that infiltration would not permit to a high level elite performer to win the other uh, component. And that makes, it's one of the components of, um, of, of, of uh, maintaining that elite performance level and master that elite performance that we were discussed before. And I have seen this also in other uh, games, also in Paralympic games, uh, for example, the final of wheelchair rugby in uh, Rio Paralympic Games against Australia and United States is a great example of who is going to be the, the winner. I would know their background um, were kind of feeling infatuation or was, you know, the crucial player of uh, the of that specific second of the game that could make the difference to the win. So Australia won. Uh, how to bring that now into the daily-to-daily -daily life? Let's say that you and me, we are in a team and we are in the same office, okay? And um, uh, we have the same roles, okay? So we are not... We are not different status. We have the same roles. So our collaboration together, there are a lot of components. However, um, if I feel infatuated to you and I have you into a pedestal and although you're gorgeous, you're well, very well educated, uh, you are amazing at your work. And from my side, I make a judgment that I'm not good enough. Um, I don't have so many credentials and all this. And I admire you. So seeing you as there at the pedestal and me like in a not very flattering for my spot position, I wouldn't be able to, to, to move forward to my, what I say as career goals. As long as that um, we perceive other people as um, more or less than us, our performance will be also guided subconsciously uh, up to these components. And maybe we have the perfect strategies. Maybe we have people who support us. Maybe who have, we have great credentials. If we don't see um, that performance level, what, that whatever we perceive as more or whatever we perceive as less play out into our daily uh, performance, our stress levels will go higher. We will very soon end to chronic stress, chronic pain, burnout, low performance, whatever it is. Uh, our negotiations capacities will, will be. So if I was negotiating with you, because I have you in that pedestal, I would always back yeah. off and, uh, yeah. and be very soft and not my authentic self. Yeah. Which is where the inner work is obviously in the, the crux of the game, and which is why also uh, I'm doing the, the interviews as I'm doing them and trying to dig deeper what is it that creates the leadership that we would like to see and what enables it for the people that we admire for the results and style also that they bring into kind of the public arena. But you know what I've been thinking? You are also admitting that oftentimes this might happen to people who have 
excellent education, credentials, experience, they have the discipline, the mastery, they have perfect support structures around them. So I'm wondering what are the um, triggers or what is the tipping point that actually makes it possible for them to start feeling that onion and start looking deeper and see that and be willing to do the work because it's not like you would be uh, you know, underperforming in your life and you start, you know, going through therapeutic experiences and trying to uncovering what are the self-esteem, self-love issues. These people are typically successful, which is where your previous share about the, the differentiation going from silver to gold is similar to this perspective when you already have successful people, but there is this one missing piece that is somewhere hidden very far away from how they show up in their everyday reality. Um, it must be pretty challenging to do the work, which is where obviously the mastering of the personal development techniques comes in. So I'm wondering what's your insights there? What is it that enables the discovering that really the last mile of transformation? One point to emphasize here that is crucial about uh, how to maintain that success is again going back to our discussing like what does what why why you want to be successful because when we um when we perceive i want to be successful you will very difficult uh, admit uh, also the failure you will take it very hard very deep in the heart it will sabotage you but when you are like a leader an elite performer an elite leader with a mission and a service whatever comes in your way, you will perceive it as a milestone, as a step to your service forward, um, uh, either it's a success or a failure. Yeah. So this will help you to supposedly succeed uh, faster, easier, and maintain that. The difference, I believe, between uh, elite leaders today is uh, their sense of uh, service, and uh, and their sense of, uh, of of leadership. I could go deeper into you know shadows and everything like that, but I would prefer we can discuss it another another time. Uh, however, when I when your service uh, is uh, is it's very authentic and it has a contribution, receive and give, of course, right. Because if you're there for a service to give to everyone, you're again in the shadow. You will be uh, burned out very soon, stress out, ex- get get collapsed, actually get sick. But when you are in a service where mutually and authentically you give to the people that you want to service, your employees, your team, the society, the globe, but you also receive back uh, as well that, that service, there is a mutual exchange, then uh, you understand, you feel that you are uh, uh, congruent into your service and uh, success or failure, what you perceive as success or failure will not make uh, any matter to stop you from what you want to to succeed. But if I want to succeed because um, I want to satisfy, I want to have a status or I want, I have this ego about uh, identity and to be recognized with a status uh, or I want, I have many, many cases like that. I want to make, you know, my parents happy or whatever like that. Or I want to prove myself. Um, 
that's kind of one-sided, polarized, as I call it, polarized, like success and failure. You are in one side of the game. So the service is not very clear. So at somehow you will break a ceiling and therefore also relationships have, uh, suffer, your team suffers, you suffer, and also other components of, of, of life. I believe that's the, the, the great detail to... Yeah. That nowadays, I think that we really uh, need a lot in that elite leadership, yeah. because elite leaders also influence uh, all the other people around them. Of course, yeah. I would like to pick up on what you've said about the balance of giving and receiving, um, which relates to um, a big theme that I'm covering in my interviews, which is uh, bringing out more of the feminine leadership in our society and and learning how to balance out and, and tap into the masculine and feminine leadership as the circumstances require and as we're able to bring out different parts of ourselves. I'm wondering how does this fit into the conversation about success and failure and our ability to, to tap into different styles of leadership? Because especially as women, we often have a tendency to be you know, growing up and educated with that masculine overachieving and discipline and focus and pushing through, which oftentimes would bring us to the burnout experiences that you are mentioning. So what is the leadership growth journey that we have to go through as leaders in order to be able to maintain that elite performance without burning out and while being able to, to tap into the giving and receiving parts of ourselves? I believe the first step is to be very clear and to be shameless, as we talked before, to be shameless about uh, our highest priority, our highest value that we are uh, we are pursuing. And this comes a lot from, uh, for, for example, what we perceive that is missing into our life. For example, uh, if I service feminine leaders, f- feminine leadership is because I see that there is something missing or that we're doing against uh, against us as women towards the female style of leadership. So I see there that there is a gap, there is a void. We try to become like, to, to behave like the masculine model of leadership, uh, which can help us partly. However, uh, since I see the void, then the, my if my priority, my, my value here as a service is to, 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 to influence the female leadership, so this is my big purpose, my big service, my gold medal, you see. I go to my gold medal, if you want to use this example with the, with the sports athletes. So that's, I'm going for my gold medal. Therefore, um, therefore, I realized that there is a kind of training and work to be done on that level. So therefore, um, I do a part of inner work, like the athlete that does his daily training. Therefore, also the masculine and the feminine energy inside of each person and in each relationship and also in its collaboration and also my relationship with my business is always kind of a negotiation between relationships. So um, in order to be able to, to receive and give that, it's really uh, this balance between the feminine and the, and the masculine styles which the masculine can be very active and can be very direct, while the feminine can be 
very recipient receiving to be able to receive and to be able uh, also to 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 express and to to express and to make this exchange of communication. Yeah, uh, I believe that as as female we have much more. Uh, much more, if you want, much more power in the feminine side that we infatuate to <laughs> and we compromise and we are really shameful to put out there. Yeah. So uh, in order for that success and, and failure to be, it's to, to, to get into this connection of, of our two sides. We want to, to play also that uh, masculine game, but also where is our feminine game coming to coming to the stage in order to support that uh, game of, of, of leadership. Yeah. It's a total, it's, I, I don't say that it's something um, right or wrong or equal. It's, it's different and the two can coexist, like they coexist in a couple relationship, let's say. Yeah, this is exactly what I want to ask you is that how can you do this very complicated transition from the masculine and feminine, from masculine to feminine way of being, throughout the day. Uh, I don't know if you would be ready to share some of your examples, especially because we've shared about the relationship that we have with ourselves and how that shows up in our performance abilities and our relationship with the world. Now, in between, that, that there are our relationships with others and with our intimate partners in our lives, where the ability to shift from these different energy Spaces and levels and ways of showing up is extremely important for the quality of the communication that we're having in the relationships, right? And so as female professionals who often tend to be pushed into that masculine overperformance throughout the day, for instance, if we forget ourselves and we go into the doing, doing, overperforming mode, then it's rather challenging to, to switch and be the queen at home, right? Not even speaking about how you do the gentle dance when we are in lockdown and basically together all the yeah. time, right? 24-7. And you're supposed to be the goddess and the CEO at the same time. So how do you look at those transitions um, between different ways of leadership, styles and ways of being? Uh, and how can you effectively, you know, hack that and do that uh, very quickly, you know, in a heartbeat? All right. Yeah, I'll try because it's really big. It's like a science. <laughs> I could write and somebody told me once, like, um, let's write a book about it. It <laughs> has a PhD dissertation uh, to write about. Um, so, in a nutshell, I would say, like, um, how we can use uh, how we can use our our feminine side to empower also our masculine side and the other side, and 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 the other component. Imagine like there is like a, a magnet, there is like a magnet and you are the masculine and there is one side that is masculine and another side that's feminine and you want to bring yourself in between, in the center yeah. where there is no right or wrong. There is this union where there's this, as I call it, like this gold mean, this gold balance mm -hmm. where there are no polarities. So neither this you know, extreme feminine, neither this extreme uh, masculine where the two don't find communication, but you come into that union. We come to meet halfway. So how to do it firstly, like inside of us? Hmm. So first of all, there is this intention, right? There is this desire that I want to, to, do, to, to do this. But the, the easier is to, if you have like a desire and intention, 
let's go into the into the workforce. So you want to become that leader. Therefore, you have this uh, clear why and value. So you want that gold medal. Let's say that you want to be very good at your at your work. So you have this desire. That's your gold medal. That's your target. And this is a daily day by day game. Therefore, once you set that intention, you have, uh, of course, that uh, masculine side that does the thing about that uh, desire that you set. So if the female side sets that desire, the masculine will do actions, your masculine side, which is yourself, to go and do actions that will deliver that, uh, satisfy that desire. And then the next step is literally like to, to nurture, to open up the space as from the female side, to open up the space, nurture that, uh, to give your um, your approval, your consent, your, your consent to say like, yes, I will participate in that. And then like the masculine side comes with the willpower, the willpower of the warrior who is inspired, you know, not just motivates, wants to be motivated so that can deliver at maybe 50, 60, 70%, but the willpower, the masculine side of us that really gives us a warrior 100% of its possibilities. And once our female side sees that, oh, my masculine tries 100%, you know, like he tries to do also the dirty work. So it's that moment that the, our female side really trusts and is sure. The same that happens in a day in a, in a relationship, but we are in the work now. Um, so that moment that uh, our female side will trust that willpower, that action of the warrior who is really in service. Okay, it's really important to be like in service and not in polarization. And the world will come and deliver to that feminine uh, pure willpower for its or her desires, which is to be very good at my work. And at that moment is our my our female that is really necessary to open to receive what we call like unconditional love to admit that this is what I want and to really recognize recognize that masculine side of hers to receive what he brought to that side of hers and to, to love it, to receive it and to celebrate it. I cannot emphasize that enough, how few and how shameful we are about celebrations and about receiving. Consider it with a flattering, you know, you, can, you get a compliment and most women will say, will try to either to reject you or to, re to not receive it or say, oh, you exaggerate. And this is exactly not opening uh, to this unconditional love. It's like our heart, the fourth chakra, where it's like the love to receivement, to receivement of that uh, uh, proposal, uh, compliment. And this is, I'm talking about healthy, healthy situations okay we can have examples of all the toxic situations of course with uh, healthy standards and boundaries and once them our female side celebrates that then our masculine side you know that side of us who does 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 will be able to speak up about that 
to speak up about um, the work that I do and I'm trying to improve. Like what happened today at office and it was very good. I will try to give that those testimonials, those credits to myself and for my team that also helped me to be better to my work. And that is like the expression, the voice. I also believe, as we have discussed before, thyroid in a lot of women comes due to the ex- lack of expression or be shameful to express ourselves, our authentic self, okay? And to express also our, our opinion and our desires. And um, once we um, manage to express our credits, our achievements, our desires, acknowledge the people who help us around us, acknowledge ourselves, of course, it's also very important to celebrate ourselves. Then it is a, a mind blown experience for our female side that once she took that recognition from her masculine side, you know, the person, the leader who does, does, does. Uh, once she gets this recognition and she says, and she really feels that, oh, I'm recognized, you know, I'm acknowledged about all the heck of effort that I'm doing, then that female side of us will open up to that femininity, that intuition, that female leadership that we really, really need to see because that feminine side sees the things that the masculine leadership doesn't see. So you can see um, uh, how the support can be assisted to that masculine leadership. So you can see the systems that need to shift in order for more results to come in for everyone, uh, for the benefit of all involved. And once also the masculine sees that blossoming and that um, expression, there is this uh, beautiful union of that uh, leadership that comes. This is the same what happens in healthy relationships or in healthy collaborations. Um, it is uh, very hard maybe to understand and to practice that at the beginning. It needs some, uh, some, foundational, uh, some foundational work. But I believe that if we have this model into our personal life, into our relationships, into our professional life, we can really um, facilitate a lot of our life and our, and our progresses. Which brings us beautifully to the last part of our conversation, which is, I feel probably one of the ultimate challenges, which is how do you embrace this leadership and overperforming or not in the most vulnerable places of our lives where very little is under our control, such as the situations like wanting to set up a family with somebody. Um, and for various reasons, you have brought this into our conversation about performance. So. I would like to continue now with the conversation about your experience of surrender and performance in, um, in, I guess, one of the most vulnerable places of a woman's life. Thank you for listening. I find it super insightful. I'd be curious to hear your main takeaways in the comments under this episode. Don't hesitate to obviously check out the other parts of this series so you get a full picture of Sophia's story and what she had to share. This series is available, obviously, on my YouTube channel, so go and hit that subscribe button to be notified about the other episodes as well. And obviously, on the podcast Lights in Europe, on all major podcast platforms, 
Spotify, etc. Et go to my website if you are curious where else to find it. And I'll be looking forward to exchanges uh, with you and, and your friends who this may be relevant for on all social media platforms as well. So thank you and thank you for your support as well. Bye.